1: today if your windows leak get foggy or hot or you're paying high utility bills that's a big deal with window nation semi-annual sale you can replace your windows and save a big deal too schedule a no obligation in-home estimate now call 866 90 nation or visit WindowNation.com. you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages, welcome to the BGN Radio Podcast Program. This particular episode provides many curse words. If you're in a public setting or around small children, please lower the volume or pause right now and listen at a different time. Thank you and enjoy the show. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at ClipIt.TV or check them on Twitter at TV. You're listening to BGN Radio.
0: Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins
1: us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles
2: podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Oh!
1: No fucking way I'm doing that. No fucking way I am opening up this show with a hooting and hollering of what's going on Bleeding Green Nation, but hi, hello, and how are you? My name is John Barton. Of course, James Eltzer along with us. It is episode 209. Once again, back before uh, I start yelling and screaming, I want to introduce the most beautiful man in radio, Mr. John Marks. What's happening, buddy?
2: Oh, hi. What's going
1: on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing much. And of course, as always, John is appearing as a guest. We're not paying him. Uh, he's just here for the fun and giggles and maybe even some arguing today. I don't know what's going to happen. i tell you what is going to happen. It is time to have a talk with everybody in this town. Me, everybody that's in here, especially you guys today. It is unbelievable to me that we have we have reached the point. Well, first of all, let's get to Doug. Doug, when a team is three seven and one, your football team can't look like that. I don't care how bad the talent is. I don't care if your you know grandma's sick. I don't give a shit what's happening. You don't go into Cincinnati and look like that. You don't you don't go in there and only put up zero points in a first half with a rookie quarterback with Paul Turner with everybody out there. I know it's tough. Trust me. I'm gonna d- dive right back in and probably save you from some of this mess in a little bit. But you can't do that. That was abysmal and that was atrocious. Jim Schwartz, same thing. What the fuck, man? Change something. Do something different when the philosophies of what you practice and preach aren't working. When your cornerbacks go off and they're playing off coverage against guys like fucking Brandon LaFell, we have a serious problem there. Tell them to press. I don't give a shit if they're going to get beat. Maybe jam them off the line and that helps you in some different regard. But that didn't happen. Again, and they steamrolled it. Everybody looked this it looked like a goddamn Super Bowl team going up against this squad. and it's unbelievable to me that happened. Thirdly, the fans shut the fuck up. Good Lord, what the takes in firing Doug Peterson. You need to hear this shit. You need to hear this at some point. open your ears. we are we demanded this in Philadelphia in the off season. We demanded. A slow-paced, time of possession, boring offense with defensive capabilities on the other side of the ball. We asked for this. So allow at least a year goes by before you start talking about firing Doug Peterson. Allow a rookie quarterback who just threw 60 passes, which is seventh most in NFL history. A little leeway, all right? There's mechanical issues. There's things that are there. Yeah. They were all there before. These were things that were all there before the draft, and he is the only player on offense to do anything. That's it. That's where I'm at, James. It's just incredibly frustrating to kind of go through and do all these different things, but everything just sucks. Everything sucks. Fire Doug Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) After all that. No, 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 no.
0: Look, I I said as well, I think you have to give him more than a – just a year, but I will say, and I'm sorry, I don't think he's a good head coach. If I had to bet my life one way or the other, is Doug Peterson going to be a successful head coach or not, I would bet on no that's where I'm at right now with him, but I do agree that it's too quick to to ax him it's It's ridiculous to even talk about it. You can't bring a guy in and give him literally the worst group of skill players. In the NFL. I mean, what they rolled out there today might be the worst group of skill players I've ever seen on an NFL roster, you know, considering <laughs> Jordan Matthews being out. I mean, it was...
1: Yeah, what, two two UDFAs, Nelson I mean, was, Aguilar and I mean, when what?
0: Tyler Boyd and Brandon LaFell are light years better than anything you got on your side, I mean, it was just, it was a pathetic performance, but I think it also highlighted the fact that this team is just not very good and whatever happened before doesn't matter. They they're just not good.
1: John, where where are you at with this thing? Because I know you'll probably be a lot calmer than me uh, this evening.
2: Well, Doug said in his press conference on Monday, the final five games will tell him a lot about the Eagles' players and coaches, etc. And he comes out and he lets the Bengals the Bengals score on the first six possessions. They're down twenty nine nothing. And then oh boy, I get to see the Zach Ertz show in the fourth quarter <laughs> where he compiles his stats. Like if you look at Zach Ertz's stats over last year, the year before. So, well, that's pretty good It's because this is when he compiles his stats. Um, you know, if I was to use one word, it'd be discouraging at this point with everything involved. And it's not time to talk about firing Doug Peterson because, like James said, th- th- this roster doesn't have enough talent. We've been saying it for weeks, but I will say this. There's still four games left. So I reserve my right to change <laughs> <Yes>! my mind <laughs> yes. because, listen, this is – guys, this is the Seinfeld backwards episode – In real life in Philadelphia, they started the season the way they were supposed to end the season. Carson Wentz looks like the rookie in week one, not the not the player in week 13. It's unbelievable. I can't I literally can't believe it.
1: Yeah. And and it's just it's it's nuts. And this is I mean, most of that is probably why Doug did want to sit him down. And so he could focus on those mechanics or whatever. I mean, I don't really buy that either. I think Wentz is going to have far more value of what he's seeing, and how his mechanics are working in an actual NFL game. I understand that. You can't hide a lot of those things either, like a, a lot of different rookies that have success that come in here when there is nothing out there. You can't hide those flaws. The fact that he throws, side, that is a thing. It's time. You can, you can definitely criticize Carson Wentz here too, but again, keep this all in perspective. Like, he played terribly today. Awful! Like yeah, the, missing, just... missing short, missing long, missing high, even wide open throws. The, I'm, the, the DGB was wide open on a. I, I can't even remember what quarter it was because who cares? But. You know there was there was missing. It might have been the missing fourth. Line, missing I wasn't line. watching yeah, by the, I wasn't watching by the fourth. Yeah, we all so turned it have, off. I didn't even see the Darren Sproles touchdown because I was so disinterested.
0: You know, it was much better. The episode of Black Mirror I decided to watch <laughs> when I decided to stop watching the game. I mean, geez, Louise. I, but you're right. I mean, Wentz looked? Wentz looked? This is. He looked like, bad, Like man. John said, like this was his worst performance as a pro, and that. I'm not. It doesn't worry me. I, I mean, but it it. it concerns me a slight bit, but I mean, it really, it, it just comes back to what's around him. And I mean, look, the worst performance we've seen from the O-line since the, the big V, uh, you the, know, the, big in, v the, inaugur- yeah. the inaugural big V uh, <laughs> experience, but it was just, man, it was um, like John, I think John's word is perfect. You know, it was discouraging. It was really like, I, I said when we did the show on Saturday on WIP, I argued and I, and I wanted to argue that the season was over because I believed this season was over. I didn't believe it was so in the toilet, you know, with the, oh, yeah. the, the shit essentially that we saw today.
1: Yeah, especially this. Like you you were like, okay, well, you know, Green Bay, they, okay, they didn't really check out. But the Bengals, the Bengals are supposed to be like done, done, way done. Not, they are done. I mean, and, they're, and, they're, and, they're done. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> and, and this kind of thing happens. You know, like they were with they, no AJ green, green and, like, and no Gio <laughs> Bernard and no, and like it's like uh, outrageous. With a team that decided it would be cool to throw a fucking d- d- pass to their backup left tackle, <laughs> you know, like just for shits and giggles, like oh yeah. this would be great. And then and you're just thinking they're like, hey, oh my god. It's
0: like Rex Burkhead. Nobody knows who the fuck Rex Burkhead is, yeah. and he's. <laughs>
1: slashing apart the Eagles. Oh, look, a white fullback that's fucking tearing up the the, the (laughs) Eagles defense. From Nebraska. Of course the
0: dude is Nebraskan. Like, that's just, Uh, it's the perfect little. uh,
1: Yeah, exactly. But, you you know, the the funny thing about all of the Doug Peterson, and and I get it. And, John, you probably feel this way, too. It's just like they, they hear him talk, and it was awful today. Like, you just hear all the different phrases and words all mixed and matched. It was like. I don't even know what to describe it. It's like, uh, what's the word like I'm looking a, it's for? Like,
0: uh, well, I was going to say, uh, your hodgepodge. I was thinking like a, a, a cliche bomb But just that, there it is. It's, a, it's cliche uh, after cliche it, after cliche.
1: It's but like, they were all mixed and matched, yeah. and they didn't make sense. You're just like, individually, we're going to work out together, and we're going to take that individually thing. And it was just like, I don't even know what you're saying anymore. And they hear yeah. this, and then they hear Jim Schwartz talk, and they immediately think that Doug Peterson's Dominic can't coach football, you know? I think the actions speak more than, than the words do, but it, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, this is, it gets to the point where just, like, maybe just, it, I, don't, I don't see the point in, in firing or having that feeling. You know, I don't understand it. If, you, if your mentality coming into this was, well, it's going to be a bad football team anyway. They don't have enough horses. There's a long way to go. You can't fix this thing in one off season two. Oh, my God, it's five and seven and get rid of this thing. Move on.
2: Right. Yeah. I think that the one, like when I say discouraging, they were winning games. Now at some point they don't have enough talent and this is what's going to happen, but it shouldn't happen like this. Like you just shouldn't fall off the cliff. There should be at least some type of a a decline. And there really wasn't. They just were done. I mean, they were still, they almost beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys have one loss. They almost beat, they should have beat the Cowboys. They took them to overtime
0: and they, and they should have won the game.
2: There were a couple games that they, they could have won in Detroit. I mean, there were a lot of games. You just, the real worry is that the league adjusted to Carson Wentz and adjusted to Doug Peterson. And you can understand a rookie quarterback maybe not having an answer, but a head coach, like it'd be easy for Doug Peterson the first three or four weeks of the season, being in the NFL and coaching in the NFL, for him to know what he's doing with that. This is a chess match, guys. Defensive coordinators get paid a lot of money to try to solve you. They solved him and he has no answer. That's what's most concerning. But
1: what is the answer? That's a great point, What though. is the answer? That's where I keep getting what hung do you up mean, on what is What's the an- answer?
2: What do you do differently then? Well, the answer is you need more talent. Yeah. And they don't have
1: well, it. Then how but can you blame that on the coach? You can also, you, you know what you,
2: you could can.
0: do? You That's know you could can't do? Fire him. Yeah, I agree. And I said I'm not going to fire him, but you know what you could do is you could not run the ball like 10 to 15 times a game and have your rookie quarterback throw anywhere from 45 the down, the, to 60. No points not, on the board. Dude, come on, though. Like it, I'm not saying just today. This has been a problem for the last month and a half. And every week, Doug's like, got to run the ball better. Oh, what's the best thing you can do to help Carson Wentz? I got to run the fucking ball. And then he doesn't run the fucking ball. Like, I, I understand. Because they're down, James. They were down they're 13 down. to nothing in the first half. They were down 13 to nothing. You yes. can still run the football at 13 to nothing. Especially when you have zero receivers to throw to, you can't argue. I'm not saying that when you're down 29 to nothing or whatever that. Wendell you know,
1: smallwood three yard loss, 12 in the second and got, 13, I'm you sorry, can't run you the you ball again. Commit
0: a little bit. He bails too fast. He does. He did it last week. He did it the week before. This is not off of this game. This is a thing that we have seen that this guy keeps saying that he is going to run the football or at least even attempt to run the football, and he hasn't done it, man. Like he hasn't. But. He- I mean, what, what's he? What he has Rob, not done it
1: to. To what extent, though? Like that, that's what I'm saying. You don't even. You don't even have Ryan Matthews back there. You want Wendell Smallwood to make. Yes, make Wendell sure Smallwood's
0: better than Paul Turner and fucking DGB and Nelson Aguilar and those guys going out for passes. Sure, I'd rather give <laughs> Wendell Smallwood a chance not, to move the football.
1: Uh, you can't have him throw sixty, but you can't like it, it's it, it's a it's a ridiculous argument when. They're down twenty nine to nothing. I'm not talking about twenty nine to Or they're down whatever, and the defense keeps nothing. getting blown away and blown not away, not and we're sitting here defense. talking about the goddamn offense. We know it sucks. We know it is. But the defense has to that, help them out. I, um,
0: you, you can't get, say it's all the defense's fault. Like, it's more the defense's fault than it is today the offense. Today it was. It has today been for the was, last couple but, of weeks. Today it was. Today, but, but the point is the offense still sucks. Like it does. You can't absolve but the But it's oven.
2: talent.
1: There's. So what do you do? You run the football thirty times a game and say, okay. Good luck. Here we go. You could at least attempt to see if you can move the
0: football on the ground. You've got to do something to help your rookie quarterback. You can't keep putting Wentz in these situations no matter what it is. You have to do something to help the kid.
1: John, don't you think we'd be flipping out right now if he decided, you know what, I'm just going to stick with the run and go whatever, five and out on the next couple of plays? They don't come away with points and then Cincinnati scores again anyway?
2: Today, I think it's a separate entity to what James is talking about. Like, there's definitely been weeks in the past where it's like, listen, man, you've got to protect your quarterback. Plus, you've got to be able to run the football. The shape of the offensive line, they weren't blocking for anybody today. Alan Barbery had a horrendous first half. Yeah, Jesus, you have backups in there. Awful. You essentially have a third string, a couple third stringers in there, or a third stringer in there. I, I, today, you just couldn't run the football. So you can you can say yeah let's run the ball let's run the ball. There's only so, so many times you can run the ball and don't not have success to where it's like all right we have to try to throw it, and that's what he that's what he did today. I mean there there are so many there are so many so many leaks on this team, and you only have so much duct tape. And right now you have a rookie running back, and you have Darren Sproles, and you have no wide receivers, and you have backup offensive alignment and you have a rookie quarterback who's really struggling. Really struggling, and you have a head coach who doesn't have answers, and it's ugly, guys.
0: Yeah, it's really ugly. And the other thing, and, and look, I'm I'm not saying that, like John said, obviously today you're down 29 nothing. You're not going to try and pound the football, but I'm saying philosophically, what we've seen from Peterson has not seemed to adjust. But more so, what you rip Peterson for today, and I see you rip Schwartz too. But that team didn't come ready to play in a game not where theoretically yeah. you know, their season was theoretically on the line. Even if you know again. We, again <laughs> They didn't show up. They didn't execute, you know, to use the old buzzword there. They didn't execute at all. I mean, that was a pathetic performance. And I'm you have to put some of that on Doug Peterson. No matter how little talent he has, yeah. we have oh, seen yeah, coaches disagree. take little talent and get those guys to play up, you know? I mean... You know who we need? We need a Rod Marinelli in here
1: to, to coach <laughs> well, his team up. <laughs> something like, but what bugs the shit out of me is that we're saying the same things about Doug Peterson as you said about Chip Kelly. This losing <laughs> the locker room bullshit needs to go rather quickly. As I went and sat down and talked to Jamal Jackson and talked to uh, uh, Klecko. And I was sitting, I said, what actually physically determines when you lose a goddamn locker room? Because I'm tired of hearing it. For the second year in a row, you're hearing this thing over and over again and deflecting and doing all this stuff. You know what they said? When players come out into the media and say, why aren't I getting more playing time? Or like, if they just throw to me more, we would win more games. That's when you've lost the locker room. Up until then, it doesn't matter. And secondly, there are so many different counterparts, again, moving into a room where you haven't been together for a long time. There are guys from literally everywhere. Jim Schwartz is coming from a year off from God knows where in in Detroit and Buffalo, and hell you've been through some of those locker rooms, and they're quite disgusting with fucking assholes that run throughout (laughs) that same. You have Jason Peters, who's been running the locker room, I'd say for the last two or three years, and probably influencing your owner and everybody else that's going through there. Then, you have Doug Peterson coming from Kansas City. Frank Wright coming from San Diego. 70 billion people that have never been the locker room together and you're expecting them to be together in 11 fucking games. Relax with that, okay? It takes time to develop a team and to get it going. Not after 12 games, not after free agents, not after ripping apart talent. Over and over and over and over again and you guys want to do the same goddamn thing for a third year in a row. Give him 18 to 20 games before you even come to that you dumb motherfuckers. I'm tired of hearing about it. Stop. It's not going to fix the football team by ripping it apart every year. The answer to being a better coach is not to have Tom Brady. I just just let it go. God damn it. Like I'm so pissed off today.
0: And <laughs> hey, why did <laughs> I not film that? I my my biggest mistake
1: it maybe in my life was to not film that. John, let me tell you. That. <sighs> Sorry, John. I'm out of breath again. But seriously, like why do we keep repeating the same things over and over again expecting a different change in what we're thinking
2: here? Yeah, it's you never you're never ever going to be like it's a knee jerk reaction society where a headline Reading society, we don't actually read the, the story. We maybe read the first couple lines. We read the headlines, and it's the same thing with the coach. I listen. I, I I'm half guilty of it too. Doug Peterson, after three games, I was saying like, "Wow, now that's a pro style coach. That's a guy that knows the NFL." <laughs> yeah. and you know what? Now you could say the exact opposite. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> now we want him fired. So it's like it's, that's just that's what we do as fans. But it's tough because you, you see a team out there. John, you said it, and, and it's really something that we should have talked about from the start. Was that his team and he's the head coach didn't come to play today from the start. Yes. You go into a stadium, not that not that their, their playoff life was on the line because we knew that they weren't going on the playoffs, but you go into another team's stadium and they're three seven and one and you come out and you go down twenty-nine to nothing. Not just twenty-nine nothing. They made it easy going down twenty-nine-nothing. And then I gotta watch the second half and watch them pile up garbage yards in the third and fourth quarter. And, it, and it's just tough to watch. I think that's why you blame and you look at the coach and say, wow, I don't know, you got to get guys to play. And it's about talent in this league, and we know that it is. But again, discouraging. Everything that you're seeing right now is very discouraging.
0: Yeah, especially after speaking about, and, and John, you had mentioned it before, where Doug Peterson comes out and says, I'm going to see who's manning up who's going to step up and who's going to yeah. be here. Oh, yeah. And then nobody yep. fucking steps up. Like nobody. What, that that's what scares me. That's an indictment in my mind of their head coach. That's people saying, ah, fuck this guy. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't have to step up for him, at least internally. I, I'm not saying they're, you know, having those conversations, but I mean, look that, that, that's the kind of stuff that worries me that just the overall sloppiness, the overall lack of cohesion with this team. And, it just—it was a really disheartening performance today, especially like John said. It was twenty-nine nothing like that, and and it should have been more. Oh
1: yeah, it, it should have been, been, way,
2: been more, way more.
0: Way more. I mean, Wentz had like six dropped interceptions today to go along with the what three he had. I, I again didn't watch most of the fourth quarter. <laughs>
2: yeah. and, the wor- and the worst part—they actually were in the game. Yeah, early he was not keep throwing interceptions. I had a chance to win the game. Yeah, I know. I know. It's
1: crazy to me. That's a, yeah, that Vontez perfect. Interception just right after all that madness happened. You're that just was like, the one where I was because like, of all right, I'll because see you of course, because of course, that was like, oh, it's time to go to draft breakdown because I'm ready for the draft. Actually, I was ready for that in the freaking <laughs> yeah. after the second possession. Here's where I'll, I'll slightly disagree with both of you because I, I do agree it is, it is heavily on that coach, and that definitely reflects it. However, we've been protecting a lot of these players a lot. Jason Peters, we protect a lot. You know, Fletcher Cox, Vinny Curry, all these. Guys. At what point do you just say, you know what? Maybe they don't have the right football players because this team was not good enough before Chip Kelly got here. I want to remind everybody of that. It got worse. I'm not disagreeing with that. It got worse. Well, it got better then it, it got worse. Yeah, see, it got better than it got But it got it was bad before he got here. All right. The the now now when you're looking back at all those things where we de- we were staunchly defending Michael Kendricks. We were, all those guys from that draft class that came in you know, I understand, look, the, the, I don't even want to get into the Sean Jackson rumor at this point. But, you know, the, the fact that, that that's out there hanging out in the air, and that got everybody excited. Look, these guys, Jeremy Macklin, all those. I'm including everyone with Sean McCoy. I'm excluding you because you're fucking balling out like crazy again. <laughs> all those guys weren't good enough to begin with. Okay? So, and we, and we haven't admitted that as a fan base either because we have put them up on, on pedestals like gods. And they were good players. And it really did work here. But at the same time, John... These guys weren't good enough to win in anything. They sniffed a playoff in almost, what are we on, six years, though? 2010 was the last time? Yeah, One and yep. done on a magical lightning bottle yeah. run. And ever since then, these players have not been really—oh, sorry. No, just, I was the saying Saints. the Saints. What Saints. What am I I'm
0: sitting there. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I, I crazy? I'm trying to
1: erase it from my brain so hard that I forgot about that. But Nick <laughs> uh, Foles
0: <laughs> left the field with a lead. That's right.
1: The most guaranteed thing ever. But, you know, John, at what point do you just have to say these players— aren't good enough to get even rebel roused when their seasons rebel on the line. You know? Well,
2: the points right now cuz you're right. I mean it's like the, the one thing if I would have been I would have still been doing radio on Monday I probably would have I would have blown a gasket because when Doug Peterson says that like he was talking about we'll see, you know, who who's going to be here and who's not going to be here. But what exactly are we going to learn about a lot of players on this team. Like he's saying, this is an evaluation period, no question about it. But what are we going to learn about? What are we going to learn about Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz has got a lot of growing up to do, and he's got to figure out what's going on. So we know that. But the rest of this team, like Jason Peters, what do you need to know about Jason Peters? He's an aging left tackle that still performs at a pretty high level. That's exactly my point. When, 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 When the Eagles go, think about this, guys, when the Eagles actually hopefully go to the Super Bowl or they become contenders, say, let's say in three years, how many of these guys are actually going to be here? How many of these guys are going to be here? Not many. Jason Peters probably isn't going to be here. Or he's going to be—he's going to be pretty long in the tooth. Most of these guys, most of the players that are going to be on this team, if the Eagles win, win a Super Bowl in four or five years, aren't here right now. So it's really tough to look at this and to really blame. How he's got a ton of work to do. I mean, let's face it—we need wide receivers, and we need quarters, we need linebackers, we need offensive line depth, they need a running back. Darren Sproles is approaching his mid-thirties. I know they just signed him to another contract. The team—the pl- the players that are going to go with Carson Wentz, aren't here yet. So with, if just by saying that, we this whole the rest of the season is just, oh, all right, how much more can I take? It's like you guys, <laughs> I checked out the fourth quarter. Yes.
1: You know? Well, I, 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 yes, and I think, and I'm not, I'm not saying fire Howie Roseman. I'm saying if you have it in your mind that you want to get rid of Doug Peterson, because it's not just firing Doug Peterson. It's firing everybody at that point. There's no way that a new coach is going to come in here and be like, oh, yeah, keep the entire staff. I'll take all, all right. the Doug's guys. You're, you're 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 erasing everything, and you're and you're probably erasing Jim Schwartz too, which probably I'm sure there's a lot of people that would wouldn't mind that right now either. Get your John Harbaugh and whatever. There's a couple of different things that kind of well, go yeah, in and throughout that, there. That doesn't look like yeah, that's gonna like, happen. Yeah, oh yeah, John Harbaugh is gonna step into a place where they fired well, back-to-back head coaches, and the first-time head coach they fired him too. I, 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 and, I, and his Ravens showed up for him. Today yeah, exactly. Too, so. And they, they freaking yeah, after all that's going on, so <laughs> you can throw out the window and please to God, I mean. Not that I was surprised by it, but the John Gruden phone calls came in, too, and and just everything else that you just randomly hear through here. (laughs) But my point at all this— Mark
0: Helfrich is available.
1: (laughs) Matt Rule is going to be the new name for uh, all around Philadelphia. But if if that's in your brain, I'm saying if it goes to that, then you need to fire Howie Roseman, too, because he's the one that made the decision to hire this guy. He's the one that, that decided that giving up control to Chip Kelly was a better idea than everything else, and he was the guy that hired Chip Kelly that's a good point so if you're gonna go and do all those things you have to start at the top of the decision makers that put them in there in the first place which i don't want to happen they're they need horses and it's time for howie roseman to once again step up to the plate and do all these things and the only thing i'll say john is Throughout this, and yes, there is an. I think there's an evaluation process with, you know, unfortunately with Tregs, with Turner, with those guys to see how Wentz still reacts throughout this season, whether he can learn get those throws down. But Brandon Graham, Benny Logan, I'll even say Zach Gertz, and along with Carson Wentz, didn't quit today. That's what I saw. They kept they kept pushing and pushing and pushing throughout the fourth quarters here.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. go ahead,
1: Johnny.
2: I I didn't see, I didn't see quit. Like, you just wonder if these guys are kind of rolling their eyes at Doug Peterson or what exactly is going on. I didn't, I didn't necessarily see, like, I saw, last year I saw Shep quit. I saw people quit on chip. I just saw a team that said, "I'm not, I'm not playing for this prick." You know, like not that you're <laughs> consciously saying that, but just you're like you're just, your body language is telling you you have no interest in playing for this guy anymore. And they were performing like that today. I saw t- today that that's, the first three quarters was a performance like last year's Detroit game, like last year's Tampa Bay game, where they just were flat out embarrassed. And I didn't see guys quit like that, but that's the. T- I don't know if it's just talent or what, but. I mean, it's got to be something. And remember about this with and, – and I agree. You have to allow Howie a few, a few years, and you have to allow Doug in at least another year or so to try to do something. Uh, but, I mean, it's going to take time. You know, it's going to take time. And, by the way, you have a coach who – remember, they interviewed Doug Peterson, who was thought to be the lock to be the coach. They interviewed him, and what happened after they interviewed him? They called Hugh Jackson. They arranged a meeting with Tom Coughlin. They tried to hire McAdoo. So just remember that. They they looked around after they interviewed Doug Peterson. So that should at least tell you a little something.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I I don't think that that it's mutually exclusive that if you're getting rid of Doug, you have to get rid of Howie. I think Howie is... Howie is infallible. I don't think Howie's going anywhere. I oh, mean, I don't, tar- think, they're, I don't you know, think that at
1: all. Everyone, I think you'll find a way
0: out of that, Doug of course. Peterson, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, now the bullseye's finally on Howie. If it doesn't work out, bullshit. Howie, like, just owns the situation. He's not going anywhere. Like, him and Jeffrey, there's something there, whatever. He's not going anywhere. So, at least now, I think he's going to get some time to try and rebuild this. And, again, I don't think Doug Peterson is going anywhere, at, at least this quickly. But, I really do believe that even though there isn't enough talent here, that we have seen enough to be right to be concerned that Doug Absolutely. Peterson is not the person.
1: Absolutely. I think I think that it's definitely concerning the last two weeks. Well, when You have know every because, team's prepared. Well, it and is.
0: especially because we keep talking about Carson Wentz, and obviously he's regressed and all that kind of stuff. But I think everyone can agree that there is one person who is the most important person to the future of this franchise, and that's Carson Wentz. And you don't want to waste any time. With the wrong head coach, with the wrong guy who is going to develop and cultivate the early part of this guy's career, and hopefully lead him into the future, you know it worries me that if Doug is 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 not the guy.
1: Oh yeah, and and guess what, everybody, the James and I, <laughs> throughout the entire process. Oh yeah, said how bad of an idea this ended up being. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, and then suddenly everybody's where we're, we were at I know. before then. And how did we have – I know D- James isn't doing it as hard, but how are we now defending him to say, like, hold on a second here? How is that happening? Like, you know, you, yeah. you show us the little flashes. Everybody gets excited. You start out 3-0, the Pittsburgh, the whole sh- sh- and shebang that we've gone through literally probably every week that we've been doing the show. And now it's to the point of just like, oh, yeah, Doug Peterson can't coach. After I, Again, I go back to the thing. of like this is exactly – what you wanted you wanted anything else other than and i'm not saying this is it's not a chip kelly defense or anything else that's in there too but again this is what it looks like it's hard to find the right guys it's hard to have somebody that's coming in here throughout that turmoil and i'm sure that everybody was like eh no i'm good i don't i don't want to be in this part so Again, Philadelphia might not be the sexiest part where head coaches like to come, and this is what you're going to get stuck with for a while. You're going to have to deal with these things until you build it back up to a point where there's either way too much talent, where somebody looks at it and goes, "Oh, I can definitely get in and do this," or, <laughs> or you're the Browns. Like that's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no real in between there. That's, yeah, all, that's all I'm going I, with.
0: I, look, I, I'd like to see, and I, I, you know, it was funny because heading into the season. I said that I didn't want Doug Peterson calling plays. I wanted him to focus on the overall head coaching experience cuz he had never done it. And then after the first few games I was like, "Okay, you know, maybe he's okay at this or whatever. Doug Peterson should not be calling plays." Man, both both really? because That's he's no, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, because he's got too much on his mind. He has shown that he can't handle both calling plays and being a head coach in a game, as of now, until he learns to understand the rest of the stuff. I mean, it's it, how much more do we need? to Man, see? we weren't
1: saying that literally about three or four weeks ago. No, we though. were
0: saying, yeah, we, yeah, we were. That
1: we For were sure saying, we were. we were saying. I don't know about the you. Game John. plan
0: has been good. The well, why play calling has hasn't been good.
2: Because like, <laughs> yes. I don't think he out. did.
0: I don't think he did handle it very well. I mean. The timeouts he's been okay with, but...
1: I would—I don't know. I, I would say that Doug had been relatively very creative up until the last couple of weeks when I there was nobody there. I think
0: the scheme there. is creative. I'm saying on the spot, I don't think he... I think in-game, he needs... He can, It could be his playbook. It could be his scheme. But I don't think he
1: should be handling those duties in-game. In those decisions. John, do you agree with that at all? You want uh, the play calling going
2: through somebody else? To Frank Reich, who just got fired from San Diego. Well, oh, that's yeah. the problem. I just I wish plays. they had John D. Philippe, maybe. Yeah, I would let <laughs> yeah, Flip
0: call I, make play calls for sure.
2: I'll, I'll say this: any offensive coach that that is a head coach that gets a job is going to want to call plays, and I totally respect that. Now, you could say Doug's really never called plays, so what the hell? But I, I honestly don't. I don't see him mismanaging a game. I just see him. Like today, they weren't ready to play. The minute they stepped right. on the field, it wasn't something that happened in the middle of But the, he has the mismanaged game. games. Not has. I
0: mean, he has mismanaged games. He mismanaged the Dallas game. He mismanaged the New York game. You know, we've seen him mismanage games. Is mismanaged that
2: because he's games. called plays or because he's a rookie? Head I don't coach know. Made, I don't know. That,
0: I don't know. I don't know, but I'm willing to, you know, I, I, I think that it certainly doesn't help. It, it's interesting because if you had a caller make a good, like a point that you don't think about, but like when you watch like Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll coach, like they're really great coaches they don't have that fucking play thing in their hands. They're not always looking down at that huge. They're just out there coaching. They know their plays. They know what's happening. And maybe it's, it's an early on thing, but like I thought that was a really like a really insightful point. Every time they show Doug Pierce he's looking down at that fucking monster thing with a million play calls, it's like that can't be like where your head should There's be. There's a at. lot of
1: other head coaches that do that. Well, I'm
0: not though. I'm just, I'm, just I'm it's just it's an anecdote yeah, too. it's an anecdotal it's just an anecdotal point. It's more the point that it just doesn't feel like Doug Peterson can handle it.
1: Okay, Jason Garrett doesn't call any plays anymore. Is he a good NFL head coach? It seems like he's a lot better than Doug Peterson right he's now. He's got two winning seasons.
0: You know that, but he's <laughs> look, you can't take away what he's doing right now like But look, they started yes, I can because
2: he, because he the, stopped calling plays. Yes, yeah. yeah. and because, exactly. Well, yeah, and the, exactly. G, and
1: the GM also invested a shitload into uh, offensive line. Sure, they got lucky with a rookie quarterback. They've one of the best running backs in the NFL with right now. A and you have two like, coordinators that are way better than your head coach. Like that's
2: what
0: I'm saying. Like, well, it's just... they're oh, I mean, like, I think, I think you know, I love Marinelli, but you can't say Scott Linehan's a
2: great coordinator. Well, I shouldn't say that either. Yeah, he's, he's a better coordinator is... than coach, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: right, true. right. But I, no, but look, what, is it a coincidence? Maybe, but is it maybe not a coincidence that Garrett's done a better job since giving up play calling? It could not be. Yeah, my I... point is, look, Doug, like I'm, will, I, I'm just trying to find ways to make it work for Doug. Okay, no, I got you. Right now, I, in my mind. Doug Peterson is not the head coach that's going to lead this franchise into the future. He needs to change my mind on that, and I'm trying to think of ways to help this guy. Like, at least in my mind, what what we could do,
1: or what what he could do, obviously, to, to do a better job. Don't you think if that happened, though, and it came, let's just say that happens next week. And the story they go with is Doug I was Peterson for is... next year to be. I, oh, I, for my, next year. I'm talking okay, gotcha, about going. Gotcha, gotcha. I should
0: have clarified that this season in my. I'm on to 2017. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, right, I'm okay, on to 2017, right. and in my mind, I said, "Don't fire Doug Peterson after this year." So, so this. I'm saying, going into next year, that is something I would change.
1: Maybe. Well, maybe it's my my question might still work then because don't you see as especially if this season ends? I guess like we all think it's going to and. Man, oh man, am I gonna have to eat a little more crow? Because I was like, there's, five and 11. <laughs> there's, there, there's no, there's no way that they. I mean, at worst, they're gonna split it three and three here, right, fellas? They might go, they, they might no, go they, five they and not, eleven. They may not
2: win more than one or two. Games. Well, exactly. They might not exactly. win any
1: that, more games. Yeah. They,
2: they, this was that was it. This was the worst
0: yeah. team that they play the rest of the way. So it's
1: unbelievable. The Cowboys
2: team. are gonna have everything click. I don't. So you I you don't might, they still might win it though. Yeah.
1: Well, Toy not at uh, no Sure, <laughs> not, not when not when Chase Daniels coming in because Wentz is injured with a fucking rib injury or something God, stupid yeah. like. Or they just shut him down for the year. Well, yeah, shut him but, down. But uh, John, I'll ask you this then. I guess if you it, wouldn't you think that the the narrative then and I guess coming through next season if they were to take away play calling would be see I told you Doug Peterson can't do this thing.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's like you said with Jim Schwartz, having a, having a, an aggressive personality as his defensive coordinator kind of makes it, you wondered when they did it because it was like, all right, now you have a guy that really has, has a presence about him. Former head coach really has that kind of cocky attitude, and you have Doug, who's a little bit more laid back. and I, I don't really know if that's that's done a whole lot, but. Yeah. If you take away the play calling now, everybody's saying, see that he couldn't handle it. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that they go that knee jerk. It's such a big offseason for Howie Roseman, for Doug Peterson, for Carson Wentz to really look and to take a step back and say, well, Jesus Christ, that's that fell apart. What are we going to do? What do we have to do? What do I have to do? The biggest, the biggest job this offseason is for them to figure that out when everything calms down, and I, I don't think they're taking the – w- and I wouldn't take away the, the play calling from, from Doug Peterson. If he wants to do it, he's the head coach, let him do it.
0: Yeah, but that's fine. That's fair. I mean, and granted, maybe it's colored because I didn't think he should do it coming in. I've always well, had that. Either.
2: So I didn't I didn't even want him hired. But. Yeah, me no, either. Yeah. We none, all, none of us none did. Of us yeah. did. So, uh,
0: but, you know, it's just looking at it. And, John, you're dead on, obviously, like – Look, I, I they're not firing Doug Peterson. Maybe if this team does like lose the rest of their games Yo, it, by like thirty oh, yeah. points or oh, whatever, yeah. like maybe, maybe you have that conversation theoretically. But like, like, like they're not going to fire Doug Peterson. We are moving forward with Howie and Doug at the the as like the uh, the locus of power. Howie, Doug, and and Jeffrey as the locus of power moving forward. So, um, John's right. You know, you have to step back and and have these guys kind of figure out what happened, what went wrong, and what they need to do to fix this moving into the future. But, you know, I, to the point about, oh, people saying that, I mean, look, we just use an example where they took away the play calling duties and everything's peachy keen. So I'm not <laughs> I, I saying think it's, that yeah, – I'm yeah. just saying that it's not like – it's not something that couldn't happen in my mind. It's not something that is so outlandish that – You know, Doug's never called fucking plays before. Like, why now? Why can't he? Like, just because he's he's never been a fucking head coach above high school football. So just because he's the head coach doesn't mean that, in my mind, he should be allowed to call plays. Like, you know, I'm sorry. Like,
1: why? Why? Well, I I just, I I would think at some point, I don't know, like because there he has to do that at some point, why? right? Like they just have to. Because what's so the point otherwise? Maybe I guess. he
0: should have done it when he was an offensive coordinator. Oh wait, he didn't. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, so like, so why, saying, why now? So why, I'm why, saying,
0: why do I want him calling my fucking place? Let him
1: die on his own short And if he comes out next year, and there, and everybody agrees that the team is. Technically better talent wise, and he goes zero and four. Get rid of him and move yeah, on. Great, hire John D. Filippo to be your next co- coordinator or it's whatever another, that's going down there. Have him take over the interim year lost. Well it's then, you,
0: well, we uh. then, then you know that going I'm just forward. Tired of it. I'm tired of giving away seasons at this point.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's. I guess that's the scarier thing is because, like, oh my god, you're you gotta start start through this thing again. And maybe maybe what I'm saying is inevitable anyway. Yeah, maybe what maybe. I'm saying is like, you know what, you've got to give this guy time. But if I'm really just talking about whatever, a handful of games, what, seven, eight more games, like combining both seasons and back-to-back, then maybe you just kind of move on and do this thing. But I really do think that the biggest issue in the room is and was and still is talent. I agree. It, it really, really is. And I-, I think that there's if you had anybody functional – on offense, it would be a whole completely different story, and without a rookie quarterback, it, 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 too. I mean, like I think if, I don't, well, I shouldn't even say that now. I don't even know. Uh, Sam Bradford's probably five and seven too. Like, I, oh I, yeah, at yeah, best like, everything that's going through here is 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 terrible. They need a, They need pass catchers. They need. They need lots of different things. But they need one thing to change on offense. And I think we all have a different opinion. Honestly, I really think. I really think that's what it comes down to. But um, John, we're gonna take it away with. I mean, like we could. The whole game's a, a big wet fart. So there's no game balls. that are probably be <laughs> out here today. No. But uh, any any final uh, closing thoughts on anything here, bud?
2: Yeah, it, it might make people feel better out there. Chip Kelly now in his last thirty games is eight and twenty-two. So Chipster, maybe when uh, when Helfrich called you, you should have said, you know what? Maybe that Oregon job does look pretty good after all, because they, lo- they got they lost again today in San Francisco or in in Chicago. And yeah, Kaepernick, Kaepernick got, got benched. benched. <laughs> yeah, he got benched. He threw the ball forward four or five times the entire game. He got Gabbard. four he yards
0: ran. passing for yeah. Ka- I know my, my, my well, it was snowing
2: this week. I don't care. Wait,
0: if Matt Barkley had more passing here, we've all seen how shitty Matt Barkley is. I mean, but, come on. But
2: but just just remember this real fast that, that um that Jeffrey Lurie also and, and we'll talk about this later on because we're reacting to a game, but you know, Jeffrey Lurie is at the at the top of this food chain because he's the one that's hiring Howie Roseman and every coach and getting his hands involved in a lot of different things. So just keep that in mind as the Eagles continue to turn here, the Jeffrey Lurie, it's always been a, you know, he did V.I. Werschowski and he did the Eagles. You know, V.I. Werschowski didn't work out very well.
0: I've said that before. I'll agree with you there. I, I, you know, he was a movie producer, but that's neither here nor there. I've got a totally different random thought because fuck the Eagles, fuck that game. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And this is something that I can't believe in all the podcasts we've done. I've never brought this up, but it is, I I think maybe my biggest pet peeve in sports coverage these days, when you're watching Fox or CBS, which you should watch Red Zone anyway, but, you know, when your team's on – don't show me a game update of a touchdown that happened 45 minutes ago. Why <laughs> can they never show me something that happened a minute or two or five ago? It's always something that I know exactly what happened, and other things have already happened in that game. The Packers that, touchdown right? they show is literally it's, from an hour. It's, it's 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 so outrageous in our world yeah. of media coverage where we can stream anything, do anything, all live, whatever. That we that it is so. Ridiculous to me, and it makes me so angry every time, and I can't believe i would never run.
1: Yeah, because it. I, I, I. The only caveat to that is, unless it's a dude throwing a dildo in Buffalo, yeah. I want to <laughs> see that <laughs> as many times as possible,
0: <laughs> over and over and over again on a loop, on a, just a just constant loop. Keep it,
1: yeah. Can you imagine that? Let's go to Pam Oliver for a game break. Well, a fan throws a dildo out on the touchdown. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll watch that pretty much every single time. Uh, and I'll, another random, yeah, because I'm, I'm, i I think I let out all the frustration to that point. At some point, media, sports media especially, actually, just all everything that has a a a sports that is televised on it, let go, stop paying for the rights of the SEC and letting them control you. It is over. You're all losing subscribers. I get very frustrated when I have a cable package that costs me $180 a month, and I cannot stream the Big Ten championship game through your goddamn app, which is supposedly Fox Sports Go, but it's actually Fox Don't Go or Don't Watch us <laughs> nah. or whatever it is. Like, Let go and allow your subscribers to finally just go to you, and we will come let go. Whatever contracts that you're about to re-up on, don't do it anymore. Let us come to you. We will be there. It's inevitable. For the love of God, we live in an in, it's, it's just everywhere in MIDI. It's it's changed now. Catch up with the times. Please and thank you. For John Barchard uh, and James Zeltzer and of course uh, our good friend Johnny Marks, as always, thank you brother for joining us on episode number 209 of BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com
0: that worked. One, two, three. John, give us a quick mic check. Or mic or headphone check.
2: Hey, I plan on I'm not going to yell and scream. But. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm going to be happy and nice about things. <laughs> <'Cause> I'm not. <laughs>